Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by First Baptist Church. Here at FBC, it's our mission to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, and we hope that this message helps you continue to grow in your faith. This audio is property of First Baptist Church, but feel free to give away copies of this message in the hopes that others will be impacted by what they hear. For more information about FBC, or if you want to stay connected with us, visit our website at fbclloyd.ca or look us up on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks, and enjoy the latest from FBC. I was saying in the first service um, that the band kind of has a list of songs that they're not supposed to play right before I get up to speak. And I think we're going to have to add another one to that list because that just messes me up. You know, when we hit that second part, holy, holy, are you Lord God Almighty? Wow, that's powerful. That's amazing. Um, just by show of hands and recognizing that the, the kids aren't here, so it's safe. Uh, how many of you really look forward to when the kids go back to school in the fall? All right. There we go. Okay. Um, you know, I... I beak about that a lot, you know, and then I'm looking forward to the trolls all leaving the house and, you know, my fridge will be full and my gas tanks will be too and, and things like that. And, but it's really, it's, it's, it's pretty much a bunch of chatter because um, I don't like this season at all. I'm happier when the trolls are all home and, and I know what's going on and, and so on and so forth. And this year we've got two of them that are off away at university now, uh, up in Edmonton, and so it's good to be back here. We've spent the last two weeks kind of getting that happening and them relocated and, and so on and so forth, and, but man, I, I, I don't get excited about this at all. So I've been looking forward to things, you know, that would kind of pull me out of the doldrums, so to speak, and I found a couple. Um, there is some consolation for me. Um, I'm fairly confident that the life expectancy of my dishwasher and my fridge has gone up by about 32.6%. Just even in, in, in the last week doing some math on that. So I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about this series that we're launching into here in September. Um, it's personal. This is a series that we've adapted from the makers of our kids program curriculum, our FBC Kids curriculum. And it's an initiative that they started for workers in youth ministry, children's ministry, and, and we've adapted it because we don't think it just applies there. It applies to us as well as adults. It applies across the board for any of us that call ourselves followers of Jesus Christ. When something's personal, it makes a difference. When something's personal, it matters. Hockey's a great sport. But when my team is playing, now I'm particularly interested. And I don't know about you. Music recitals and school Christmas programs might be a hard pass until your kids are involved. And, and cancer 
is never so dreaded or so ominous as it is when it affects someone that you know personally. At that point, it takes on a whole new flavor. It moves to a whole nother level. When it's personal, it makes a difference. When it's personal, it matters. I'm excited about this series because I think that if we engage in what we're going to talk about over the next four weeks, that it will make a difference in our lives personally, but subsequently then in the life of our church, in the life of FBC. And I think that as we engage with God in this, that we will become people of consequence beyond wherever you're at right now. And I say that this morning, despite the fact that I don't know where you're at right now. I don't know where everyone's at here this, this morning, today. But regardless of where you're at, this series can make a difference. What we're talking about today, some of you might be considering for the very first time. This might be new to you. You might have come today not knowing exactly what to anticipate. And we're excited that, you, that you're here. Welcome again. Thank you for coming. And I'd encourage you to keep coming. Set it in your agenda. Set it in your timer. Put a reminder in your phone. Be here for the next four weeks as we unpack this because we believe that this is the most important topic that we can talk about. The most important subject that we'll ever encounter in life. And for others of us here this morning, this might be old. This might be old hat. You might have heard it dozens, if not hundreds of times before. And this morning, straight up, I'd ask you to reconsider. I'd ask you to listen and to think, and to contemplate about what, where you're at in regard to what we're going to talk about today. How are you living in light of what we're talking about this morning? But before we begin, would you just, again, bow with me in prayer as we ask God to come and speak to us. Father, today, this morning, Given the subject matter, Father, I pray that by your Spirit that you would come and that you would be at work. That regardless of wherever we're at this morning, that you would speak to us. That this would be relevant. That you would help us to engage with you in thinking about what we're talking about. That you would help us to apply it even more definitively in our lives, more intentionally in our lives. And this morning, God, I ask all of this on account of your Son, Jesus Christ, and through Him, 
because of what he's done for us, because of the ability that that gives us to approach you today by virtue of his death and resurrection and his life offered for us. So I ask these things in his name, in his name and for his sake alone. Amen. This morning as we begin, I'd encourage you, invite you to join me in a down and dirty, very, very, very brief survey of Scripture. We're going to start in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 27. There it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. From the very beginning, from the very outset of time, it's been personal for God. He created mankind in his image. So he's invested. This is personal. This matters to him. We go on. Psalm 139, verse 13. The psalmist says, For you, speaking again of God, created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So not only has God created mankind, but now we see that he's created you and I individually, knit us together in our mother's wombs. So it's not just mankind anymore. It's not just general, but we're even drilling down to you and I specifically. Exodus 3, verse 4. This is the story of the burning bush. A burning, a burning bush appears out in the middle of the wilderness. Moses is out there doing life. And he sees this. And he goes over to take a look. And Exodus 3 verse 4 says, When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. Moving on. 1 Samuel 3 Verses 8 to 10. The story of Samuel, who was dedicated to the Lord by his mother, and who one night was awoken three times, hearing his name being called. We pick it up then in verse 8. Eli was the priest of the, at the temple. So Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. Eli had been Sorry, Samuel had been waking up and going to Eli, thinking that it was Eli calling him. But Eli recognized that it was the Lord calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at other, the other times, Samuel, Samuel. God has created mankind in his image. He's knit you and I together in our mother's wombs. And now we recognize that not only that, 
Not only is he our creator, but he knows our names. When God deals with us, he approaches us on a first name basis because he knows us. He knows who you are today. He knows who I am because it's personal for him. It matters. Over and over, people, we see in Scripture, we're confronted by a personal God. He is not detached and aloof. The world has an opinion, an an impression that God is distant and out there, detached from us today. And a lot of that has crept into our lives as well. As even people of faith, followers of him, that there's this distance, that somehow he's over there, that somehow I'm here by myself trying to figure out life. And that's not who our God is. That's not the picture of him in scripture. It's personal for God. He knows you. He knows your name. We see this continuing to be reflected throughout the New Testament in the life of God's Son, Jesus Christ. Luke 19, verses 1 to 5, the story of Zacchaeus. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. Recognize, he didn't know him. He'd heard of him, didn't know him. But because he was too short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. God knows your name. Christ Encounter with Nathanael in John chapter 1 continues to point this out. He recognized Nathanael by name. He knew him as a person before Nathanael knew Jesus. See another example of it too. In Jesus' interaction with the woman at the well in John 4, the woman goes into town after encountering Jesus, and says to her friends and her neighbors, come and see a man that told me everything I had ever done. Jesus knows us personally. For God, this is all personal. He's invested This matters. Everything is personal to him. And when it comes to you and I, it is definitely personal to God. You matter to him. He knows your name. He created us. He knit us together 
in our mother's wombs. He knows your name today. Stop for a moment and think about that. You're personal to God. You are not random. You are not generic. You are not inconsequential. God knows your name. He created you. He wants a relationship with you today. Do we want one with him? Maybe you're not sure this morning. Maybe you're here. And like I said earlier, this is new to you. You're not even sure if there's a God. And you're sitting here, and as I'm talking, you're wondering, could it be for real that a God exists? Is there a chance? Might it be true that he knows my name? I believe it without a shadow of a doubt. And I'm excited that you're here. Please come back. Come back and engage with us so that we can unpack for you more and more evidence of that fact so that you can come to know him personally too. Join a small group. Join the small group startup. Go out and see Sean and Linnea after the service. And get connected with a small group where you can come and ask questions. Where you can explore this. Where you can try and figure it all out. We'll be excited to help you with that. It's a safe place. You don't have to know the answers. You can come and just ask the questions. And let somebody else try and help you. Don't miss out on that. Maybe you're here this morning. And you've actually arrived at that point where you are convinced where you believe that God does exist and that he is that personal, that he does know your name. But you've not made it personal in return. You haven't made that decision to follow him. You haven't come to that point where you've decided to place your faith in him. You're apprehensive. You're worried about what that might mean what kind of a difference that that would make. And I get that too. But can I encourage you again? Come and talk to me. I'm not going to bite. I'd love to sit down and talk to you. The staff would love to sit down and talk to you. Any one of them. Look at the back of your bulletin. Pick one of those faces. Whoever looks the least scary... That probably counts me out right off the hop. <laughs> go, on, go and talk to them. They'd be happy to try and answer those questions, to put to ease some of your apprehensions, and help you make that step, take that last step across the line. Now, there's another group of us here today those of us that have taken that step, that have made it personal with God, where we've come to that point 
where we have personally engaged with him, put our personal faith in him, in Jesus Christ. And the question that I have for you this morning, for those of us in that category, is are you helping someone else do the same thing? Are you helping someone else find a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? As followers of Christ, as those of us, for those of us that are in a relationship with Him, that is our mandate. That is the cause that we are called to in our relationship with Him, with God. He makes that a priority for us. Why do I say that? Well, because it was a priority for Jesus Christ Himself. Luke 19, verse 10, Jesus says this, for the Son of Man, speaking of Himself, Jesus says, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That's His objective. That's His agenda. Is to find people that don't know Him yet and save them. That they would come into a personal relationship with Him. That they would come to know Him personally. That they would come to place their faith in Him so that they would not be lost. It's personal enough for God to have sent His Son to deal with this problem of sin so that we could have restored relationship with Him. And as His followers then, we've been deputized, we've been commissioned to this same cause. He charges us with the same priority. Acts 1.8 But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. We just, we just sang of it. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, in theory, we get that, right? In our heads, we've connected those dots. We know we should be telling others about Jesus. And I would say that for all intents and purposes, most of us, if not all of us, actually desire to do that. That would be our hope. That would be our desire. That would be our intention. But our challenge is how do we do that? As we begin to consider that, as we can begin to con contemplate it, we get bogged down in, in all of the details of that, the, the vagueness, the generalities of it. How would, I, how would I begin to tell people about Jesus? I don't know enough myself. Where, where would I start? Well, that's what we're going to unpack this month. Is how we would engage in that process of helping someone find a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The first step this morning is for it to become personal for us. The first step is for us to make it personal with those around us. It starts with us knowing the people in our sphere of influence. 
We need to know their names, just like God. We need to find out who they are and know their names. There is no doubt in my mind that somewhere in your world, somewhere in your sphere of influence right now, there is someone looking for a personal relationship with God. That's what they're looking for. Now here's the thing. They might not know it yet. In fact, I bet they don't know it yet. They probably can't articulate that. If you were to talk to them today, they probably wouldn't just lay that out for you and say, what I'm really interested in, in my life, what I'm most concerned about, what my number one priority is, is that I would be able to find a personal relationship with God. I'm going to guess that's not the case. But nevertheless, I believe that's the road that they're on. That that's the path that God is working with them on right now. A path that will lead them towards Him. And it's a path that He's designed to intersect with your path today. And that He's drafted you and I to that mission of finding out whose path we're going to intersect with that we can speak into, that it can become personal enough for us so that we can help them find a personal relationship with God. I don't just believe that God has positioned us there. I believe he's asking us now in our positions, if we will join him in that mission. Will you join me in helping these other people that I'm already working in their lives, I'm already working with? Will you help me, Doug? Introduce them to a personal relationship with me. It begins with us introducing ourselves to them, getting to know their names. We need to know their names, who they are, because until we do, they will remain invisible. Today, when we are identified by numbers, when we are known by the roles that we play, when we are labeled categorically as part of a certain sector or segment, when we are hidden behind usernames, knowing someone by their name takes on a whole new level of significance. Knowing someone personally has reached a whole nother level for us in our world today. 
And it's the door that can begin to open in bringing them to a personal relationship with God. So that's where we need to start. That's our mission. That's our plan. It's personal. Would you bow with me as we close in prayer? Come on now, guys. I'm kidding. I've still got 15 minutes. First service bought into it too. <laughs> so don't feel that. That was awesome. I'm just kidding. Listen, I know some of you are sitting here and you're thinking this morning, dude, Doug, like really? Honestly, it's kickoff Sunday. I was expecting a little more. I thought you'd be pulling us right out of our seats. This was going to be just so compelling, so amazing. And this is all you've got? <laughs> well, I've always told you, you'll never get rocket science from me. I believe that the plan is this simple. But I may not be a rocket scientist. However, I do know this, that it isn't that easy. As simple as the plan is, the problem comes in the execution. The challenge comes in actually pulling it off. And so for the next few minutes, I just want to address some of the dangers that are facing us right now before we dive in to this whole area. This morning, if you're like me, I'm going to bet that already in your mind you're beginning to debate some things. That you're starting to argue this whole idea out. That as I'm talking about going out and finding someone in our sphere of influence for whom we can make a personal relationship with Christ, an opportunity, a possibility, that you're sitting there thinking to yourself, well, wait a second, Doug. I'm shy. I'm an introvert. This isn't surely what God would be asking me to do. Someone else can do that. I'm sure that he's wired some other people up for that, but not me. Or on the other side of the coin, maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're already starting to do the math. You're starting to figure it out. You're shortlisting. All right, I got to go, go up and, and make this personal. I got I to find somebody. So maybe it's, the, maybe it's the guys at work. And others of you are thinking, well, it's definitely not the guys at work. None of them want to know God. I know that. 
So it must be somebody else. Who might that be? And we start to, we start to try and break it down. And our problem is, is that we'll get, we'll get distracted by that. We'll get detoured by that right off the hop. We'll get derailed. So this morning, can I encourage you? Don't let yourself get defeated before you even start. Don't write yourself off before we even begin. This is for everyone. And with God's help, we can all do it. So can I encourage you? Start with someone. If you don't think that you can get to everybody in your world, you're sitting there thinking, well, there's way too many. I can't keep up with all those people. There's no way I can introduce them myself to all of them. We'll start with someone. And definitely pray for sure. Keep your eyes open and, and survey the land and look for who it might be that God's pointing to you to, directing you to. But cast your net wide. Go for it. Introduce yourself to that waitress that you see regularly at Tim's. Introduce yourself to your mail person that comes into your office, that stops by your house. Introduce yourself, ask Kenton, incidentally, about having an opportunity to talk to their, their waiter. Happened just this week. Crazy. Introduce yourself to a neighbor. Introduce yourself to a coworker. Introduce yourself to your boss that you don't know. That guy from accounting. Throw it out there every which direction that you can. I'm going to be willing to bet that you'll be surprised at who God draws you to and that draws to you, who he draws to you. There's another danger this morning. There's another danger that you're sitting here and you're going, this is just one more thing that I've got to put on my to-do list. And I am too busy. I've already got enough things going on. Can I challenge you? Again, I'm not so naive, I'm not so myopic to understand that this isn't going to take some intention, that this isn't going to take some adjustment in our world. At the very least, we're going to have to discipline ourselves to get up day by day and go out into all the events and avenues of our day with our eyes open and our ears open, looking for that person that God might be bringing into our world. So we're going to have to be intentional. We're going to have to train ourselves in that. And there might come a time where we might actually have to sit down and adjust our schedules in order for us to follow this through as God opens up, leads, guides, and directs. But can we commit to do that today? Would we allow him the latitude to work in our lives, even at that level? There's one last danger that I want to talk to you about this morning. If you're like me, if I don't put some parameters on this, if I don't 
write some lines in the sand, it never happens. I have great intentions, but I don't put a timeline on it. I don't put a constraint on it by which I can measure myself and hold myself accountable. What happens is this. I get so wrapped up, so busy, just being the absolute most amazing husband that I can be. Because that's what I do every day. Oh, there we go. Okay, we're waking up. No. But I get distracted by the things that I do every day. And I never get to this. I don't get to it. I've got great intentions. That's my desire. But it doesn't happen because I haven't put some timelines on it. So this morning, can I encourage you? Would you join me in making a commitment with God that over the course of this ministry year, that I will engage with him in order to get out there and make it personal until I find someone, just even one person, for whom I can help facilitate them finding a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It gives us some time. It's like the next 10 months ahead. Would you make that commitment? Would you be so bold? as to engage with God in that today. And even more tangibly yet, right now, on your bulletin, in your phone, would you pull them out? And would you write down November 16th and or December 1st? And I'm going to encourage you to make those dates a priority in your world right now. Did you it right now make them a priority. Not that we would wait until we get to December or the, November the 31st or November the 15th and then start to worry and think about it then, but, but the right now that we would make it a priority. Those are the dates for the Christmas, our Christmas banquets this year. Would you circle them? Would you begin to plan right now to be there? And would you start asking God right now over the next eight, nine, ten weeks ahead that he would help us to discover, find someone in our lives that we could invite to those banquets just so that we could begin to make it personal with them. That they would have a chance even to make it personal with a few more of us in those events. I would encourage you today, this week, go to Kenton, go to Helen and ask them right now. They don't even have their tickets yet, but go to them and ask them to reserve tickets for you and one or two others. Whoever they might be, we don't know. But we would then trust God to fill those seats as we go out on mission with him to connect and help make it personal for someone else. I said at the beginning, just as we wrap up, that I was excited about this series, and I am. And here's why. Because today, again today, God is here 
asking you and I to engage with him personally. If we would, he's asking if we would take a step with him. A step out into this mission of saving the world. Of him being able to draw others to himself. And we have this opportunity where we can begin to know God's reality even more. That we would know his presence even deeper. That we would see his ability up close and personally. That we would understand his purpose for us even more clearly. And that we would grow in our faith, that we would be different people, that we would become people of consequence as we engage with him. There is no greater opportunity. There is no more amazing chance given to man than to know God and to engage with him and to have him work in our lives that we would know him more, that he would use us to accomplish his plan and his purpose. Oh, it's ours there for the picking. Will you accept? Will you reach out? Will you engage? And what's more is that I believe that this has the opportunity the potential to change not only us as individuals, but to change FBC. As great a church as we are, and I know I'm biased, but I think we're amazing, but we have the potential to take it to a whole nother level. And frankly, this is the only way that I believe we're going to do it, is when you and I engage at this level, when it becomes personal to us and we engage personally with God to make it personal for someone else. We can try. We could sit here today and hope that somehow we could improve our programs enough, that Darren somehow could make youth better, that Talisi and Kelsey could make children's ministries better, that Ryan and Sean and Linnea can make small groups better, that Kenton could do outreach better, bigger and better backyard barbecues, that Gord could coordinate us better, that Doug could preach better. There it starts to fall apart right there, doesn't it? As, as amazing as they do, and they all do amazing, let me tell you. That's only going to give us incremental growth. That's only going to make minuscule difference in our community for the sake of Christ, for the cause of his kingdom. What's going to change our church, what's going to make a bigger influence and make us a big, bigger testimony is when you and I individually make it personal. Let me pray for us as we close this time for real.
Father, today, God, thank you that you've made it so personal, that you are so invested, that this matters to you so much, that you made the difference for us by sending your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, By your spirit, I pray now that you would come and that you would motivate us as your people, that you would move us, that you would draw those that are just investigating this for the first time, that you would help them, give them the evidence that they need to make that personal commitment to you. And for the rest of us, God, that you would move us now, that you would grow us as your people, that you would motivate us in such a way as that we would go out, that we would engage with you personally in this mission, and that then you would Help us to find others for whom we can help begin a personal relationship with you. So to that end, God, would you remove the barriers? The plan is simple, I recognize, but the execution is so difficult. By your Spirit again, God, come upon us. Help us to remove these barriers. Help us to remove these inhibitions. Get past them, to see through them to take that step, to experience you there, to understand you better as we do, that we would grow in our faith, that we would become more effective in our testimony, that you would make us people of consequence for Jesus Christ's sake. So I ask now a blessing upon all of us to that end, and I pray these things in his name, for his sake alone. Amen. See you next week.